Okay, everybody comfortable? So just wanted a, a brief opening comment by myself and by Andrew. Clearly, the BC Liberals are refusing to accept the results of the 2017 election. 57% of voters voted against the BC Liberals. 44 members of the legislature support our alliance. They don't. Thanks. There's uh, more delay more delay and more distraction as we wait and wait and wait for the BC Liberals to call government back. You know, what's remarkable is since the BC election, we've had a UK election, we've had a, an election of a speaker, and they're sitting. Yet here in BC, delay and delay and delay. Distraction, delay, distraction, delay, because the Premier's not willing to let go. This is the Premier has said time and time again that she wants us to work together, that she's heard the message of the people of British Columbia. Yet what do we see? Delay, distraction, delay. You know, the question of the speaker has been one that has created some controversy. The question that should be asked of the premier is have you approached your members and told them not to be a speaker? If that is so, that would be one of the most egregious examples of undermining democracy that has ever been seen in the Westminster parliamentary democracy. Look at, let we look at federally, Peter Milliken, liberal, elected under uh, uh, speaker, after I think it was five ballots, under uh, Jean Chrétien back in 2001, served as a speaker through successive conservative minority and majority governments because all sides of the House recognized that he represents the essence of a democracy. He was trusted. He brought credibility. He brought uh, a demure to the office and a chair that was respected by all. Look in, uh, in the UK. Uh, John Belkow, elected again, first brought in under a Labour government back in, I forget the year, 19, well, it was ages ago. Uh, he came in under a Labour government as a Conservative speaker. People are supposed to elect those who represent them all. The Speaker has said she wants to, ha uh, sorry, the, the Premier is essentially pulling the wool over British Columbians' eyes and telling them one thing while doing another. She wants to follow tradition. She wants to, wants to work together. Yet she's not willing to follow tradition and she's not willing to work together. The Premier says she'll now make available a speaker, as if it's her right to make a speaker available. And then there's threats that the speaker may resign. Again, unheard of, because if you check the standing orders, the speaker of this house, of this people's house, is to be elected for the term of the session, not of the, of the parliament. Not like the deputy or assistant deputy speakers, which, which can change yearly. The speaker is there for a four-year term. Is she consulting anybody on it? No. The Premier is afraid to let go, and she's distracting and creating uh, mischief and noise and delaying and distracting in a desperate attempt in the dying days of a campaign that she lost to hang on to power while trying to pretend, trying to pretend that she's actually doing this out of following convention. It's outrageous what's going on here in British Columbia, and frankly, the Premier needs to bring us back needs to put a speaker forward, allow a free vote about speaker, and let's move on and get this government working. We have an accord. We have confidence it will work out. There's no arguments between John and I, despite the fact that you know, it makes good Twitter and, and, and email stories. We want to get this moving now, and it's up to the, uh, to the Premier to actually do what she said she would do and not continue these delays and distractions. Okay. Um, so obviously you're here today to address the issue around flooding. Uh, <laughs> um, 
of issues, including who would the speaker be at, at our discussions at, leading up to the alliance that we, that we forged and announced publicly for all to see. The contents of that agreement are there, they're public, they've been transmitted to the Lieutenant Governor. Our objective here is to provide good government for British Columbians. 44 members of the legislature ready to work together to provide services for people to make sure the economy works for everybody and to ensure that we can advance the issues that people care about. The BC Liberals want to delay that. They're stretching this out to the last possible minute because they want to sow discontent between Andrew and I and our colleagues, and it's not going to work. Our message today is quite clear and categorical. We are prepared to work together for British Columbians. Christy Clark's prepared to hang on as long as possible to give raises to her buddies for a two-week period rather than have called the legislature back in early June when she said she would and work with everybody in the interest of British Columbians. She's working for her interest and her interest only. I completely concur. Um, in fact, three speakers resigned midterm in the end of the week. So Wayne, Bruin, and Lovett. Yes. Three resigned in the so Six of the last 12 speakers have resigned in the midterm. You say there's no precedent. No, I didn't say that. What I said is the precedent for resigning midterm would be if you become a cabinet minister, um, number one. That's very that's common. Um, it also, you would resign if there's a scandal. Um, I look to the, what's just happened in Western Australia. Just in February of this year, there was a resignation in, uh, oh, sorry, Victoria in Australia because there was a scandal on finances. Or you lose the confidence of the House. And that, that was the, when, when Mr. Belkow, who's now in Britain, he came in when, the, when essentially the speaker in the UK resigned because of the fact that, um, uh, there, was, that he had lost the, there was a motion, that he had lost the confidence of the House. I don't know that each and every one of those six examples um, fell into the category of scandal or were becoming a cabinet minister. You'd get sick, too. Or uh, I don't know. You'd have to tell I mean, Zwicky, I don't went to a cabinet minister. That's right. Yeah, I'm not sure about the other ones. Uh, so, so just play, but it's not, it's not a partisan position, and in those, there must have been reasons in those cases. Um, this, the only reason in this case would be purely partisan, and that position is not to be partisan. But if you're going to go to a situation where the speaker is supposed to break every tie on the side of the government, aren't you going to make a partisan job? The casting vote by the speaker is going to use twice in 100 years. Well, but, we, but, we, but the issue has not arisen yet. What, what we're concerned about is that, that the Liberals are making mischief with their delays and distractions rather than facing the people and having a change in government. How we proceed from there will be hard work. Yeah. We're conscious of that, but we're excited about the prospect. And you know what? So are British Columbians. Everywhere we go, there are smiles on people's faces because they know that help is on the way. There's going to be a government that's going to work every day for the people of this province, not for self-interest. And after 16 years, that self-interest is well entrenched. We're going to have some ups and downs, yeah. but we want to get going. And this distraction is part of that liberal plan to make people think that we can't make this work. We're committed to doing it. You said you had talked about who would be the speaker. No, we didn't. We talked about the speaker. We talked about a whole bunch of things. Yeah. We talked about, talk about rugby. Yeah, among, <laughs> among many other things. No, not at all. What I, what I said is we had within our caucus, like off the room. So we had, the, we had the negotiating table. And then in our back room, 
we discussed whether or not we should have a deal predicated on, on us being able to confirm that there is a speaker available. We decided not to do that. And that's very clear in the agreement. It's not in the agreement. It's not in the agreement. And that, I mentioned that to Justine yesterday and to uh, uh, Richard in, uh, in the Scrum Dump. And, and Lisa, Lisa, where is she? Right. Back there. In the Scrum yesterday. So that, that's what I said to Mike, too, is yeah. that we, we never talked about that at the table. It was something that... No, we, did, we did talk about it at the table, but not as, not a, not not as a foundational not, part yeah, of the agreement. We yeah. talked about a range of issues That's right, not that, a condition. that came up and then were just put to one side. And we focused on the issues that we were able to agree on and deliver on for people. And the speaker is not a people's issue. Uh, I don't know if there's been this much interest in the speaker in British Columbia for a long, long time. And that's good. But what people are really interested in... What are you going to do in September with my kids in school? What are you going to do about the wait times? What are you going to do about emergency yeah. rooms? That's what people care about. Also, you know, you're, you're, assuming, you're assuming that if a, a legislature comes forward, the opposition will automatically vote against it. That doesn't have to be the way. In, in, a, in a minority government, of course, it makes it you want to build bridges. The premier has said, let's see if she's willing to do what she says she's willing to do. She says she truly wants to work together. Really? Then stop this, this delay and distraction and recognize that you've been put in a timeout. You've been put in a timeout, and the people of BC said liberals into a timeout and let us get on with the business of governing. Yeah. And if you want to work together, we're willing to work together. We've already signed an accord saying we'll do so. Let's see the Premier, whether she's actually willing to stand up to her words, because I hear a lot of rhetoric, and I see a lack of substance in that rhetoric, because she says this and then does the other. And that, to me, is what's wrong with, the demo with, with, with what's going on in the politics of BC. It's do as I say, not as I do. And the Premier is, the, is like the poster child of do as I say, not as I do. What, what did his tweet actually say? It's not. No, he's wrong. Yeah. What, he, what he's remembering is the discussion that we had as a, co as a negotiating team with our extended caucus in the back whether or not we should. We decided quite clearly and unequivocally that we would not. That is why the agreement does not say any conditions there. Nor did we have a handshake None of, or any of that. Everything that. that we agreed to is on paper and for the public to see. And we are going to live by those words and we're going to do our level best to make sure that we're working for people. And that's what the agreement was about. That's what our alliance is going to be about. Andrew and his team will have their issues. My team will have their issues. They won't always align. But the notion about the speaker has become an issue that the liberals are, are stretching and stretching and stretching. Why, are we, why does it take a government that's been in power for 16 years, 12 days to write a speech? Uh, I mean, are there so few members uh, well, uh, in, the, in the Public Affairs Bureau of this government that they can't cobble together their agenda for the next five days? Because that's about how much time they have after they table that speech. It's outrageous. That. it's outrageous that they're clinging on to power rather than actually going to the, to the legislature and having a confidence vote quickly. Well, I can answer, John, because if you read the last speech, the last throne speech that was read in, it was abysmal. It was appalling because there was no substance to it. I'm sure so there's someone that could write a speech <laughs> for them in less than 12 days. Given the fact that this part that there is no Yeah. 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 Yeah.
is that the MLAs elect a speaker. It is not for her to say, this is my speaker. It is for the MLAs to elect within. If she has instructed her MLAs that they must submit a, a piece of paper or resign, or resign then that is, uh, frankly, that's a constitutional yeah. crisis because that is undercutting the actual whole essence of what the role of the speaker is. That, to me, is the problem. That, to me, is the real issue that needs to be pulled apart here, is why is the Premier instructing her MLAs not to serve as speaker when we collectively elect them? That is wrong. Well, we're not in a constitutional crisis today. We're in a, we're in a, 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 a delay and distraction mode right now. Uh, let's, let's, let's deal with what we can deal with. We're here today to tell you that there is no division between exactly. us. Exactly. And the, the, the so-called uh, agreement about a speaker does not exist. And we are going to go to the legislature uh, apparently on the 22nd of June. And apparently there will be a speech. And apparently there will be a speaker. And then we can deal with those realities at that time. The issue that we're here to talk about today is the unanimity that we have that we need to push to get a new government in British Columbia. And we intend to do that. Then I would suggest you talk to her about that. I would suggest you talk to her about that. I'm not, and that's a that's a bit of a problem here, Lisa. Now let me let me just let me just pull this. I'll, I'll let you get your question out, but. The, the Premier wants to be the Premier and the Leader of the Opposition at the same time. I wrote a letter saying to the, the CEO of BC Hydro, do not sign irrevocable contracts. And I was an upstart. Mind your place, Opposition Leader. So I can't stand here now and speculate about what I might do beyond showing up on the 22nd and vigorously opposing a Premier who is partisan to her boots and is only interested in herself. That's my answer to your question. The speaker, the speaker will be elected on the 22nd, and what happens after that we will deal with. I can't predict what that speaker will do in the future and then make decisions based but, on but, that. But tradition, I, I think it's a fault. I, well, I don't know if they're going to do that, Lisa. None of us do. And the problem here, and why we're all assembled, is this is mischief yeah. by liberals because they're desperate to hang on, delay, distract, and the people be damned. We're doing this not for John and Andrew, but for the people of British Columbia. I don't know what Christy Clark's motives are, but I rather doubt it has anything to do with British Columbians. Lisa, the, distract, the tradition, you, you talk about tradition, and it's really important that, that you recognize that if you read the standing orders, the speaker is elected for the, for the parliamentary yeah. session for a four-year term. That so is how the we, tradition. How do we predict what Christy Clark I mean, will tell people to do? Yeah, that is tradition. You, uh, the, the tradition is government puts forward a speaker. Tradition is that the speaker is elected for the session. And the precedents that I know of, and I've done a, a fair amount of searching, I didn't pick up those so-called examples, is the only time a speaker resigns is due to scandal or if they're accepting a, a promotion to a, to a ministerial appointment. And that's not uncommon. Um, there are examples of speakers in opposition. I gave you Peter Milliken, uh, who was the liberal speaker in the, in the uh, conservative um, uh, minority. Uh, that um, happened, and he was in there for years. Uh, he sat through majority and minority, because the speaker is a position that is elected by the people. If people, I mean, in our three people, we have three people. I would not have said to my members that, you know, you can't put your name out for speaker. The reality is two people who have never been elected before, and me as a leader of a party, it is impractical for either three of us to be speaker. And I don't, I don't want to be speaker. 
Yeah, so, so everyone's clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be a good speaker, Johnson. <laughs> but he's the leader of a party. Yeah. And, and, and so the, the premier quotes tradition, but doesn't follow it. Yeah. And that's what bothers me most. You can have your cake, but she wants to have her cake, and she wants to eat it too. And that's just not the way you, it should work. Okay, so you've got a few more about heat, lady, and So, Andrew, your uh, description of this, this constitutional crisis that they suddenly pay people to be prepared. Does that not indicate if you catch such seriousness that this whole thing is going to collapse because of that one? No, no, no. I'm saying what, what is the crisis is the fact that this premier has such disregard for the rules of this place, such utter disrespect and disregard for this rule that she would do something like That's that, right. that tell her people, tell her people that they cannot have their name come forth, to actually tell her people, insist that they resign. If, you know, I would be asking people, have you been, have you been told by the Premier that you cannot put your letter in? That, to me, is a crisis. Do you seriously believe Gordon Campbell had no role in determining the secret? No, 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 that's not the point. That's, that's, that's the different. Point. Yeah. Is that you can come to consensus within within your party and and, and you know but the way it, I mean BC well, is a bit of a who's to say there's no consensus well who's to say that there is that's why the questions need to be asked I think those hard questions are being asked I think that there's people no 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 come on Keith you're taking it off over here it, it, it's a partisan problem with the current premier she doesn't want to let go. That and, is and the issue. People of British Columbia would dearly well, like her to do so. That, but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is this whole notion that the, the Premier has no role to tell her caucus whether it stands to speak or not is absurd. Well, it's not absurd. Then I'm not going to go back to the Campbell government. I will go to the, the foundation of a Westminster parliamentary democracy. It is absurd. It is absurd because how did it work for Peter Milliken? Because he had the confidence of the Conservatives, the NDP, the Liberals. How did it work for, for John Belkow? Uh, or is it John, Mr. Belkow in the UK? Yeah. Same thing. This is how I see it, Keith, is the, the government current is going to put forward a speaker. Good. That speaker should be in place as a nonpartisan for the term of the parliament. That is the point that we're making. Yeah. Should Ms. Clark put forward someone with an instruction to resign yeah. after the government is defeated, that's a problem. Not a constitutional problem. Uh, I would say a problem of character and ethics, but that's to be put to one side. I would agree. There will be a speaker in a new government. Whether that's a Green, a New Democrat, or a Liberal remains to be seen. But on Thursday next week, there will be a speaker. And the question after that is, does Christy Clark direct that individual to resign after the government is defeated. I agree. And that, that's the issue. John's characterization is better than, rather than constitutional with John's approach, yeah. They're actually the same. I, don't, I create the comments. I don't create the narrative. Okay, so you said that you said yesterday, even if a liberal doesn't sit as a speaker, 44, 43, 44. It can work. But then in Smith's column, you said if a liberal doesn't sit as a speaker, that would cause you to pause. The, the context of, 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 no, what, 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 I mean, if we go back to the conversation, the conversation was very extensive. The conversation included comments like, um, you know, it, it would cause us pause to see how this would work. It's more difficult, but it still can work. It, I mean, it's not, it's not, when you have 44, 42 without a speaker, you can proceed as per normal. You don't really have to get opposition support. You can still proceed, but it's, you have to be more cautious because you have to get support from MLAs in the opposition as well. So, so uh, again, um, when Mr. Milliken was in, there was one time when he, he had to break a tie, 
um, at a second reading, and, and tradition is that, that, that you move forward. It's only at the final vote that, that the speaker, um, where there's a problem um, with the speaker voting to break a tie, which is why you work so hard to ensure that you can get the support. It should lead, if, if the premier is actually true to her words, I'm not convinced she's actually, she says one thing and she's doing another. I've, I've been seeing that over the last few days, despite the fact that I didn't think she, she would be doing that. She is. Um, then she would, uh, she would recognize that we should be working for what's best for British Columbians. And that means you can get, get heavy into the committee stage, start to raise questions, but ultimately the year you're there to advance good politics, not to put your political aspirations first and foremost, which is what I'm seeing happening from the right premier now. right That's now. Right. And this is an, I mean, what we all want, all of us want to make sure that we're doing the best we can for our constituents and the people of BC. This distraction and delay is helping no one. It's not good for the economy. It's not good for the public service. To have a caretaker mode for two and a half months is not good for the delivery of services. There are a whole host of issues that if Premier Clark was genuine in her comments, as Andrew said, about wanting to work together, getting the message from the electorate from May 9th, which is now an eternity ago, then we would be in the legislature today preparing for a peaceful transition of power from one group of people to another group of people, which happens in every other jurisdiction in the world quite seamlessly. But in British Columbia, after liberal rule for a decade and a half, it apparently is a problem. That's why we're here today. We want to assure British Columbians we're prepared to work together in their interests, not in the interests of our partisan needs. I have, I am troubled with some of the tweets that have come out. Um, indeed, I am. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to, because um, some of them are incorrect, not the least of which uh, troubling. Yeah, we, we have a non-disclosure agreement. Um, we have abided by that. I'm a little troubled that uh, some of these tweets appear to um, be right on the edge of whether or not that should be uh, viewed as non-disclosure. But I'll, I'll let my colleagues here determine whether or not that is the case. It, I mean, it, it is very troubling, and I would suggest that he not do that because uh, it uh, undermines process. He hasn't, he, you know, it, I think, you know, they're harmless enough. That, you know, he says, he says, well, here we are. Maybe they're not harmless, right? So, but that, it, when they're, inc they're incorrect, I mean, to say that we said that the deal was predicated on those speakers, that is just not true. Just not true. Yeah. Uh, fundamentally not true. You know, he's mixing up a discussion we had as rather to what we agreed to and what we said at the table, one in caucus versus one in uh, negotiation. So 140 characters, tough world yeah. out there. He's still smiling. I'm disappointed that Christy Clark can't be kept at her word. She said she heard what the public had said and that she was going to move quickly to seek a confidence vote in the legislature. We now know that she selected a Thursday. Of all of the days in the week, she selected the last sitting day of the week to bring the legislature back. On the 22nd of June, almost, well, over three weeks from the final count, the return of the writs. And then she's insisting, rather than giving unanimous consent to have a confidence vote so we can proceed, she wants to have five question periods. She wants to have debate on her, her, her throne speech, which is going to be a doozy, I guess, <laughs> if it takes so long to write. And, and so am I, am I angry about that? No, I'm disappointed for British Columbians because everywhere I go, people are smiling saying, isn't this great? 
there's going to be some change. Now, are we going to be held accountable? Mostly me, but both of us accountable for the next number of days, weeks, months, and hopefully years? Of course we are. But we've got into this, uh, into politics, to make life better for people. That's what we want to do now. Christy Clark is hanging on, appointing a new cabinet, which was unnecessary. Again, uh, pay raises. Pay ra- well, pay raises for everybody. <laughs> dated to me Moving night. people around in the legislature. Uncertainty with, again, I go back to the K-12 system, which has been a shambles for a decade because of Christy Clark and her policies. We still don't know. I talked to a superintendent in my district, has to find almost 200 new teachers to meet the Supreme Court decision, much less the growth in the district. So there are enormous challenges to delivery, ser- the delivery of services, and there's no one home at the end of the phone because Christy Clark won't go. That disappoints me. I'm not angry about it. I'm a happy guy. There's one <laughs> Always thing. have been, to be honest with you. One thing that I'd like to... In that right, shape. Of course they are, but no one wants to be speaker. They want, they want to be part of a government that's delivering on the issues that we can't be. Well, look, we had a perfectly viable speaker who is now a cabinet minister. Will she be a cabinet minister after the 29th of June? No. no. So there you go. Okay. Anything to any, And I'm not, I'm not disputing that, Vaughn. I'm just saying that what we will have, a, 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 we now know with some certainty, but maybe not, Christy Clark said that her government will put forward a speaker, and we'll deal with that. And after that, we'll deal with the next set of circumstances. But all we can do is what we have done. We looked at the results of the last election. We agreed that 57% of the people who voted for Andrew's party and my party wanted change. So we did our best to make sure we could find a way to deliver on that change. And, we're gonna, and it's, there's going to be ups and downs, bumps along the way. But we're starting with a place of goodwill. I don't believe uh, Ms. Clark is in that location, but I know there are many, many liberals who want to deliver on uh, services for people and make sure government works, and I can't wait to get started. If ever there was an example as to why this government needs to change now, it's the antics, shenanigans, delay and distraction that have gone on since the election, and that if ever there was anybody who had any question as to whether the Greens believe we made the right decision, let what has played out be an example of why we know we made the right decision, because it's time for these games and antics to stop. We go to the UK election, they're already sitting. And they're that, a speech tomorrow. They're yeah. going to have a speech tomorrow. With an Probably elected speech. a really big one. Yeah. With substance. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. There is no clarity until we get to yeah. Thursday. And that's what we said two weeks ago. And we would have been good with that if... Uh, Okay. Thanks, guys.